All right. Welcome to Forbidden Roost. I'm sitting here with Wild Alex. I'll <laughs> let her introduce herself and her title of her business a little bit more, but I just wanted to remind you that we're here to think about wellness as a way of life and debunk the truths behind it. And I'm going to go ahead and pass it on to Alex. Welcome, Alex. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, Frankie. Thank you so much for having me here. I can feel my heart beating. So there's a mixture of excitement and like nervousness. Um, and I'm really grateful to be able to share my story. Um, so I'm a counseling astrologer, a trauma-aware life coach, holistic cycle educator, and a yoga and meditation teacher, and I'm based in North Bay, Ontario. And for those of you who are curious about my primal triad in astrology, I'm a Scorpio sun, Gemini moon, and Capricorn rising. And um, I'm, I'm passionate about a lot of things, but these days I'm driven by bringing awareness to the menstrual cycle and mental health, and I aim to combine cosmic insight with somatic embodiment for um, lifestyle integration, transformative healing, and embodied cycle wisdom. Yeah, so my journey with astrology like really started to flourish when I moved to North Bay um, in 2017. And uh, what else would you like to know from my story from this point on? I would like to know where you got your wild name from. Okay, so uh, there's a few directions that we could take that from. And this actually came up yesterday in uh, a session that I had with my Love Your Faces course. But it really, like my, my passion for astrology in the world, the word wild, was really through its connection to nature. So being in Northern Ontario and being able to watch the sunsets on Lake Nipissing and flow through the seasons of the earth and watch the moon go through its phases um, and its connection to the elements. And so we often think that astrology is like separate from the earth and like out there in outer space, but it's really intimately connected to what's going on on earth and it's interconnectedness to nature. So that's one thing with like the wild astrology is I am really passionate about um, like aligning ourselves with the cycles of the universe and that, com that includes the cycles of the earth, um, especially when we look at the cycles of the sun and the moon, which is what I'm really passionate about. Um, and then yesterday in terms of what came up with like the word wild as well is that in the premenstrual phase of the cycle, we have the archetype Lilith and Lilith represents a part of the psyche that is like the repressed feminine. So it's like the rebellious archetype or the wild woman archetype and the um, bold, courageous, strong archetype that is looking through the BS, looking through the conditioning and really um, honing in to recognize its own soul. So in terms of like working with astrology, we can really look through our conditioning, our trauma patterns and get to the root of who we truly are. So in terms of like embodying the wild archetype is like, it goes back to that, our true essence, the, the core of who we are, the truth of who we are and our connection to nature and the universe. Wow. Yeah, can you can you feel oh my, my Scorpio death? <laughs> my whole time, like I swear, my body, like the whole vibration <laughs> down my spine and to my legs. And I'm like, I'm almost it's not shivering, it's like this vibration that you've literally mm. just transferred to me within such a short amount of time, which is why I love you, Alex. Oh, I'm like, thanks. oh my god, you are so knowledgeable 
and I'm so passionate about astrology like it's not even funny but I've never gotten to these depths of your Scorpio and I'm like so grateful for it because you educate me all the time and I just want to learn more from you forever mm. um, and like to talk about Lilith like mine is in Leo oh <laughs> right <laughs> which is like Marilyn Monroe was also so I, I kind of feel like I could tap into that whole Gemini like you know or if it were the Aquarius for me though but like she was a Gemini um, but I, I think of like the political stance and like the whole sensuality of Marilyn Monroe and like, mm-hmm. you know, how she, she was like broken down a lot by society, but she kind of kept going too in, ter- in terms of her prowess. So I love that because she's a really good wild archetype, you know? Mm. So thanks for explaining that because like I love wild. I love being in the wild. I love nature too. And I do, I've never really connected so much what you talked about in terms of like, the, like almost like the n- neurology behind astrology, right? Like in terms of like health coaching right now our technical term is quantum neurological biology (laughs) yeah so like ours instead of like i use the mind body spirit connection but it's actually like mind organ brain connection is Mm. how they say it so like we're we're dealing with that right so when you think about the reflection of earth stars the moon and like church connecting it all like what you say is absolutely like absolutely on par like you know because like we are a direct reflection, but also we have these energetic pulls mm-hmm. that guide us towards whatever it is that they want to guide us towards, right? Like mm-hmm. with all these shifts and changes that, that most people can't keep up with because mm-hmm. it's so exponential. And then, but also so deep because some of these transits are like, well, we haven't experienced, like the U.S. hasn't experienced their Pluto return for <laughs> since 1968. And I'm like, well... <laughs> holy crap, like, you know, and then you think about what happened in 1968, and then you think about Martin Luther King, for Mm -hmm. example, who was assassinated that year, and so now I'm thinking the times are now, because now U.S. is in their Pluto return, and like, you know, just by what you just said, Mm -hmm. I'm like, we can tie in so much of, like, our history, the way we react, the Mm -hmm. way we move, the way we breathe, the way we cycle, Um, so that's like, you know, it's it's just amazing, like, I think what you're doing is absolutely Mm -hmm. amazing, and so needed, and I think, like, you know, over time, people are going to start to tune in more as we evolve yeah it's happening yeah so let's let's talk about present time so we know where you come from like you have this deep obviously connection to the to the earth and to the ether which is really Mm -hmm. hard to connect because we've been taught to disconnect Mm -hmm. the mind and brain right all our lives like connect don't connect I mean and they like they want the school to be university Mm -hmm. and college right for example separate the body from the brain so now like what you're trying to do is connect like you're Mm -hmm. saying no like we are not disconnected Mm -hmm. like our cycles are within us we don't Mm -hmm. have to look up we can go within for example Mm -hmm. you know and like all that stuff so let's talk a bit more about like what how you feel in the now like as Mm -hmm. in today um like how you're feeling about it all like with all these shifts and changes and like do you want to enlighten us on anything go right yeah ahead. before i talk a little bit more about the current astrological transits there's a lot of people who are skeptical about astrology and like for good reason and uh, without getting too much into it like even like the religious movements and the scientific movements have shunned astrology and actually like demonized it and i come from an academic background i started getting into astrology in the first year of my master degree in 2015 so i was like really in the in the midst of like the both of those kind the, the spiritual intuitive uh, interconnected um realm and then the academic like the very like brain focused kind of education and i think they can work together i've seen it happen i'm doing it within my own work uh, combining like astrological knowledge with somatic embodiment so the understanding our nervous systems and trauma um, so it can coexist and like something that I really want to tell people who are skeptical about astrology is just like simply 
be open to it, be curious about it, and you will be blown away by the patterns. Um, and you were mentioning like what happened in the 60s and that like the Uranus-Pluto aspects <laughs> are, if you look back in time, there is like outstanding reoccurring patterns in history. So just look at that and look within your own life and you'll see, you'll see in ways that your, your brain, your logical brain can't actually like understand. And I know that from experience in working with people one-on-one -on -one in group settings and in my own life that it's like, if anything, like astrology just confirms your inner knowing. It's so validating. So to be able to combine all of it is possible and I, I'm seeing it happen more and more. Um, so I have faith that you know, people are, are raising their consciousness and becoming more open to these kind of um, really powerful healing tools. So we just entered Aries season. It was like the Aries equinox, spring equinox a few weeks ago. Was it a few? I'm like lost in the days <laughs> at this point. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> no, it was, it was last. It was this week? Yeah. Oh yeah, it was this it week. Oh my goodness. I did the same thing at the post office. <laughs> I was like... Yeah. I know I'm like every day is so like I take every day is so I take every day so seriously me too. Me um too. I really seize the day so it feels yeah. like I live like three days in one I know me too I still yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so uh the sun entered Aries and that initiates the spring equinox in the northern hemisphere and so we have this like burst of energy it's literally like the energy of like a seed in the soil wanting to go burst through the soil to go have the sunlight so there is like an invigoration of energy or an inspiration a motivation or this like feeling of stepping out of hibernation that we often feel during this time but there's like a lot more going on so we have uh, a once in a lifetime conjunction which is a fusion between planets happening in pisces which is a, the mystical sign of the zodiac um, happening in april so without getting yeah april 12th it's happening. And so, you know, right now, Mercury, the planet of communications in, is in Pisces. We have Jupiter, Neptune, Venus is going to be in, in Pisces. So there's still a lot of energy within like the, the sensitive, gentle, emotional, intuitive si uh, sign of the Zodiac. And Pisces is the last of 12. So there's an energy of like endings happening. Um, and I know just talking to a lot of people that there's a sense of like letting go of something or like an allowing an acceptance of forgiveness and so i know for myself like i have felt that these transits have brought a lot of ease to my life like i i i have felt a gentleness but i know for a lot of people i've worked with this is also heightening their sensitivity their empathetic abilities and feeling like overwhelmed by emotion especially because we're integrating grief and trauma collectively and from our personal lives from the past two years so it really, like every experience, we can't just generalize because there's a spectrum. And so I think overall, like we're in a big period of processing and opening our hearts to feel and to allow and to connect to each other, hopefully on a, on a, a very like heart-centered, in a very heart-centered way. So if you think of Pisces, it's also like the goal of Pisces is the dissolving of the ego <laughs> and the dissolving of like separation, 
we could see how like this is a, a, good, a, a really powerful time for heightened spiritual connection or heightened consciousness. And I have a lot of hope for humanity in that way. And I just hope that also people who are having a hard time with it, like with like addiction or escapism, numbness, de depression are getting the help that they need. Um, but overall, I think this is like, yeah, I think I said it, but like a, a Stephen Forrest, who's a master astrologer, likens this to a spiritual graduation. Okay. Because um, it's in like the final, nice. it's a, there's a sense of like finality. And but Aries energy with the courage of Aries is like, it can give us the courage to move through this period of like letting go. Um, and this period of like feeling into our emotions and our sensitivity. And so I see this as like a period of like fierce love for oneself, fierce love for each other. Hopefully that's, that's what I'm envisioning with this. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it totally makes sense. Um, I feel like, wow, you've touched on so much that I've been like thinking about and like, I just, I feel that pull. I feel the energetic and I feel the emotions. Like I've cried, like I think all last weekend when, when it came mm. to the shift from Pisces to, to Aries, like it was just like almost like it was just like a release you yeah. know like a purge like a final purge because i feel like this energy has been a bit like calm it's been like building mm -hmm. you totally. know towards the pisces season which would have been february and into last week right so then like i love that you say that like there's a, the aries is the fierceness coming through and like pulling us forward because aries is now the first sign of the zodiac and we're re-entering this new cycle astrologically and seasonally in mm -hmm. terms of like whether you're in southern or northern we're still shifting seasons right so like we just got out of like what we thought was this new year because it's like the calendar new <laughs> yeah, year, right? no we just entered a new <laughs> astrological year i know and so like everyone's like january yes it's gonna be great we're gonna do this and that and then it's like no like you know like, you're like completely knocked down because you just want to go like we're so used to going you know mm -hmm. and like but we're we have to also honor ourselves and our, our healing processes and like you said about trauma like the past two years like it's like it's spurred like everybody's mm -hmm. intergenerational inter trauma has come up mm -hmm. whether it's theirs or ancestral mm -hmm. and like you know like what I'm learning in school is like when, when we talk about triggers and like um, you know Dr. Johannes will say it's not it's not your trigger it's a trigger mm -hmm. and you can reprogram that trigger you can like it's all automated in our nervous systems the way we react to things mm -hmm. so when we think about society reacting to change that is all conditioned in the same way and like we know and that whole resistance thing right because we don't like change naturally mm -hmm. it's not a natural thing but it's our only constant and if we don't change we don't grow so it's like this constant like I talked about in my keynote talk was like binary oppositions right mm -hmm. we're constantly faced with binary oppositions sun and moon mm -hmm. day and night light and dark men and women black and white rich or poor like we're constantly faced with mm. these dichotomies right so like it is for us to balance out and to recognize and but also to go with that flow and stay in that constant flow mm -hmm. state which i've been learning about like just stay in the flow because like you said we live to the moment like you and i are so like that way like i'm seizing the day i get up in the morning and i do my best you know but i honestly don't know if it's like what holiday i don't fall into any of those mm -hmm. kind of things you know i go by the moon i go by the stars to the to the amount of knowledge i know mm -hmm. but i'm also just like i check in you know mm -hmm. like i say okay like okay that makes sense like this and the more you say like if like like you say you just have to like maybe embrace it more and just like know that there's a science out there to this like there's a method mm -hmm. to the madness oh, yeah. right and if we embrace that and go with it like it gets so much easier is what i've noticed over the years that oh mm -hmm. that explains it 
oh, we're in Mercury retrograde. Like, you know how many times people have made fun of me over that? <laughs> I'm, I'm like, like what? If only you knew. I know. And I'm like, your computer's not working? What, Mercury retrograde? You know, I'm like, oh, whatever, Frankie, whatever, Frankie, you know what I mean? And like, it's like a super crash happens. Yeah. I'm like, see, you know what I mean? And I'll like call it out. But like, it's still something that's so foreign as a language. It's a language. It's a form of like, you know, like it's a science and a philosophy and it's ancient. Yeah, it's ancient. It is well backed by researchers, like ancient humans. This is not new. This is not new. <laughs> and I, I we're new. I know we're new. I used to think like when I first got into astrology, like I used to think I was like all alone except for like my own astrologer. And then I like actually like within the past few years realized that there was like thousands of people who are part of this community and like more and more people at least that I can see are becoming open to it so it's a language it's a symbolic language and I know I I hear some people being like where do you like get this knowledge you just like come up with it in your mind and I'm like no there's a there's technique it's highly technical and you do also need to have some sort of like intuitive knowledge and being able to especially as a consultant like if you're doing readings or teaching like you need to have people skills um, but it's it's something that requires a lot of study um, and it's like learning a new language so if you're just trying to if you're let's say you only speak English and you're trying to learn French right off the bat or have a conversation obviously you're gonna have trouble so it comes it comes back to learning the basics and then seeing the interconnectedness with between everything yeah totally 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 okay so well speaking of interconnectedness mm-hmm. because we are two beautiful women sitting together <laughs> i would like you just to elaborate a little bit on um what it is that you feel like you know that you want to share with us when it comes to your cyclical work like, mm-hmm. i think a lot of people need to know about that in terms of women mm-hmm. um and how important that is to go with it like whether you want to talk about like because mm-hmm. you know that like, i'm in the wellness field like you can bring in if you want to talk about when to exercise for example or when mm-hmm. it is to like pull back be more introverted you know like mm-hmm. just kind of like some of the workshops that you share and teach yeah yeah and I think this is um you had said a point that you said just earlier moments ago is like instead of going against it or feeling like everything is chaotic it's like there's actually like order and if we can find a rhythm in that and navigate the cycles and flow with it embody it we can find much more harmony and not even like sometimes we can also have the awareness but have just so much difficulty embodying it but even just being aware of that can be so helpful for your mental health and your your self-confidence and self-love and so in terms of like astrology is all cyclical work right so i'm really passionate about just like the cycle awareness of every single planet the earth's rhythms but microcosmically what i'm most passionate about is the menstrual cycle so then we look at lunar astrology and so i don't i'm i take a holistic approach but i focus more on the psycho spirituality of cycles so the psychology behind things the the spiritual meaning behind our experiences and most importantly like our emotional intelligence behind that um so i also want to say that this knowledge applies to like all menstruators it's not just women so people with cycles who have the anatomy of a wound and are able to bleed but not even that people there's a lot of people who don't bleed who can also live cyclically um so in terms of like living in sync with your cycle i think the biggest thing is being able to um reflect upon your your state energetically your needs your emotions your the shifts in your body throughout your cycle 
So if you look at the cycle, there are four primary phases. Uh, do you want me to go through them? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we have, and I'll I'll provide a few terms just to like appeal to different like learners okay. and like just to give you more vocabulary. So the phase one is menstruation. Right. I'm actually on my 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 moon time right now. I'm on day four. Um, so we have menstruation, but we can also look at that as like the inner winter or the inner uh, new moon. So it's the energy of like. Um, slowing down so the energy is really calling us towards like the earth energy and tuning inwards so i know for myself i feel like i'm already feeling energy rise within me but i feel much more tired and introspective sensitive and even like not so logical like there's a very spiritual connection to this phase of the cycle um, in my courses, I teach a whole spectrum of how people can experience this on a psycho-spiritual level. It's like really, really deep. So it's a really powerful time for tuning inwards, essentially. And the um, the initiation for this is like called like tuning inwards and connecting to yourself, to divine love, to to the sacredness of this time. So in the world that we live in, that's based on like a solar patriarchal. Um, schedule it's really hard to embody this energy so part of doing this kind of work and living cyclically is like um, letting go of our conditioning related to this um, right. and I teach women and menstruators how to to do this um, but it, it's deep work yes it's unlayering <laughs> oh yeah and that's wild like the word wild right coming back to the truth of who we are yeah and healing the repressed feminine like it's huge there's so much shame associated to this phase of the cycle but it's beautiful and it has the potential to be so healing and restorative and magical yeah and intuitive yeah very intuitive um i know in indigenous cultures like they the term moon time actually comes from digital indigenous people and this is considered a very sacred time because you have a heightened connection to sacred energy mm -hmm. and you have the potential to also have like visions and downloads intuitive downloads and i know that i experienced that too mm -hmm. so if we could bring more honor to this phase as a collective in our society in our institutions i think that it would have so much benefit to everybody really That's right. yeah and the energy of slowing down think of like how winter feels yeah like I know, like when I go into winter forest and it's so calm and quiet, like that's ultimately like the energy that we can harness in that phase. And so bright, like it's yeah. like it's cold, quiet, but so bright because mm -hmm. of all the white, right? It feels so yeah. pure and so, clean. Yeah, yeah, and there's like diamonds on the landscape. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I, I love it. I know not everybody has a, um, a liking or whatever. Yeah, or like I, I don't. I'm not going for like period positivity in my work. I think it's more like period conscious period neutrality because some people it's like it's really challenging during this time so it's kind of like hold, again holding space for the entire spectrum of our human experience with each phase mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay oh yeah well, <laughs> i know right i'm like yes yes, yes. <laughs> so like for people who don't bleed like you can actually uh connect to the energy of the the new moon right for that and um i know i, I have people who if it, they're on birth control or they are pregnant or going through postpartum or have been through men like postmenopause like they feel energy cyclically so it's like a matter of being able to feel it intuitively and it, it, it can be done like I've seen it countless times and I've done it in my own life Perfect. yeah thank you so much yeah wow. 
Yeah, that's so awesome. <laughs> I'm like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I show my pom poms out. Yeah. <laughs> I could go on and on and on. Can you tell? Like Gemini oh, yes. Moon. <laughs> oh yes. I was like, oh my god, oh my god, yes, yes, yes. Well, and I think too, like we were talking about, like the whole Pisces and like you know, is Pisces naturally feminine? Yeah, it's a Yin. Okay, it's a Yin. Thank you, because I was thinking that like just now when you were, because our pre and now talk, it's like how I think the world has to tap into their mm-hmm. feminine cycle, like their side, or feminine, like no matter what gender, whatever sexuality you want to identify with, I think you're, you, I think there's an ability there to tap into that energy, like you said, and if anything, just use the new moon as being that, that inner time, right? Mm-hmm. That more darker, but so magical and so introspective and so Creative, powerful. imaginative, like it's so powerful. Yeah, and like you know, like I would say, I'm more enlightened with astrology in the past couple of years more than before. And like before, I'd see new moons as boring. I'm not gonna mm. lie, because it was like not as fun as the full moon. Because the full moon, mm. you want to dance and you want to come out. Mm-hmm. So how does that reflect on our cycles, according to you? Like and like, because my cycle shifts. Like I'm with you. I'm on day five, and so I've just shifted onto the to the full moon cycle. But like mm. for six months out of the year, I'm on the new moon cycle. So I've just come into this, right? So like. Now it kind of, you know, messes with my energy where I want to be playful and out, but now I'm have to go within mm-hmm. during that full moon cycle. So like, how can we work with that better? Can you help? Um, yeah, I think like your cycle trumps everything. Okay. Yeah. Like, so you, so when you ovulate around that phase where you feel that full moon energy within your own inner cycle, that's your inner full moon. Okay, that's what you yeah. meant. Okay, because yeah. I remember we were, I was like, look, I'm like, she's so like deep in this stuff, and I'm yeah. like, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, because and that's the problem, right? Like people are like, oh, the full moon, and trying to live in accordance to the full moon, the the cycle of the full moon. But it's like, what about your own cycle, right? So if you're trying, and that's where it got confusing for me when I was studying this, because I was I was on birth control for a long time, and so I actually didn't have a period, and so I was working with the moon's energy, and I was like, oh, this reflects my cycle, and so I was trying to, I, I was living in accordance to the moon's energy, and then I realized that you actually have your own inner cycle, like your own clock. Yeah, your own clock. So the way that you experience the moon's energy or the the energy of any astrological transit will depend on where you you're, you are in your cycle so i know that like the way if when i lead around the new moon i know that i feel much more i feel the end the energy like much deep more deeply um like there's a the slow energy gets more emphasized because you have that in the energy of the moon as well okay so whereas like matching each other yeah yeah and and then on the full moon it's like there's the height there's heightened energy mm-hmm. so i feel more energetic when i bleed on that phase um, but there is meaning to bleeding on different phases of the moon. Um, but sometimes that can like spiritually bypass your experience. So I try to like really encourage people to just tap into their own experience yeah. first and foremost and your own inner wisdom before you try to tap in like meaning or like yeah. that extra layer. Yeah. yeah. Well, like in, and like you said about earlier, you said it's not generic for everybody. Like it's no. not just one generic like all of our, and then that's, well, let's get into birth charting then. Like, yeah. how important is your birthday? Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay, uh, we, got, we got some time here. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, let me tell you, let me give you a course on this. Just kidding. I, I would, but not right now. <laughs> we'll tell you how to find her, I promise. <laughs> your birth chart is so important. So the, birth, the day that you were born, the exact time, the exact location of your birth, you get a map of the location of the stars. 
And so if you think like before that moment, like the, the planets, the celestial bodies are in constant motion, right? It's, it's, it's constantly changing in a cyclical manner that you can actually predict. And then in that moment in time, when you take your first breath, we capture that moment. And so that shows us the, uh, it's a holistic framework for explaining your psyche. And Carl Jung, who is the founder of psychotherapy, he's an astrologer, he was an astrologer, and he likened the birth chart to the sum total of the human psyche. Um, so that's really profound. Wow. Um, and then more than that, because I practice evolutionary astrology, so I don't see it as like being fate. Like I see every human being having a spectrum of possibility and that we have the choice to, um, in how we're going to respond to our conditions based on awareness and the tools that we have. So it, the birth chart also shows us like the, your soul's evolutionary potential. So from that, we could see like basically the basis of your personality and your life experience. And so if, even if you do a birth chart reading for a, a newborn, you can have a sense on how they're going to be. Um, but then again, we have that free will component. So we, I, you can't actually predict how someone's going to be based on, you don't know what choices they're gonna make. You don't know what experiences they'll have, what events will um, influence the unfolding of their story. Um, but then you see you have, let's say we did a birth chart reading together, like the birth chart for me comes to life through your experience that you share with me. Okay. And we just, it just helps connect the dots. I find it to be super abstract if I'm just like writing a report about someone's chart or like I'm just like mm. giving some sort of interpretation. But if you can help me connect the dots or we do it together in a co-creative experience, which is like counseling astrology, it's oh. really profound and like deeply accurate. It blows my mind. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's so cool. Yeah. I definitely, yeah. I was like, I've almost been afraid of it. I'm not gonna lie. Is that normal? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, if you like normalized or whatever, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I feel nervous before every session too. Like, it's such a deep experience. Um, so it's like if you if being vulnerable and yes. being truly seen by someone is something that makes you feel nervous, then yeah, yeah, that's normal. <laughs> but in my experience, it's like you. You might, you might be surprised, but most people come, I, I attract people who are already self-aware. So most people are already just like, it's just validating. They, and it just confirms what they already know. And so that you can actually like embody what you're, what you're feeling, or you can work through some of the more challenging parts of your chart or like um, have answers to like deep questions or patterns that you've had your whole life. Uh, yeah, yeah, like most people have life changing experiences. I've that happened to me. <laughs> wow. And like when you think about it, it's only been like, like five years yeah. that you've been really deep into this, right? But so. I study every day, and like it feels like it's something that I've known like in previous Forever. lives. Like I, I have like an outstanding memory for this. Oh, it's yeah. like I, and that doesn't happen for like every topic, <laughs> but <laughs> astrology it does. It does come natural to you. Yeah. Like you have the language, like, and you also, you, you, you exude it, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're not, like, you know, some people say fake it till you make it. Like you're not that person. Mm -hmm. Like this is coming from the deepest core of your being. Like uh, I, I feel that channeling. So I do, I think you have been a, a witch in the past and mm -hmm. past lives or medicine woman or herbalist or something. Like you've definitely worked with these energies, I think for probably lifetimes. Because, I feel it. Yeah. Like there's, you're right. Like you can't just like, you can't learn this overnight. It is a language and it's a, it's, it's a depth, right? Mm -hmm. Where, you know, there's some, some sort of like eternal, you know, 
something that goes on like in the and that's what I love about this topic because it's so hard to even put into language like for example I begged my mother oh yeah I'm sorry but like I, I begged my mother to like I'm like mom I need you to know like I was the fourth born okay mm. so like and I wasn't planned so and I was supposed to be a boy so mm. I was born in 79 just real quick and my mom like the whole time when they did her like assessments were like you're finally getting your boy Diane after three girls and then I came out another girl but it could be like I was a tomboy and like I, I'm very masculine as an Aquarius you know mm. but then again I have that real deep Pisces sensitivity as a cusper but then when I found out my birth time which was literally two years ago mm. my mom had to write the hospital in Quebec and find it for like we had to go searching mm. for this birth I'm like mom you don't understand <laughs> how badly I need to know what and she was like ah oh, you know like mm. like it's so many people don't realize it's like your blood type I'm like these things are really important like mm -hmm. to know what, what what this life is about what is your purpose what is your journey what is your map and so then when I found out I was a an Aries rising I was upset <laughs> I like, because I was like I don't get along well with Aries mm. I don't feel like I have that that same kind of with what they say about an Aries I don't mm. feel like but then when I think about how I present myself with the front or whatever our egos are that's my Aries like mm. that sure is like the, the, that kind of misconception of who Frankie is mm -hmm. you know but it's also protected me and led me down some really really wild paths right oh, where yeah. I never would have had the courage if I didn't have that yeah. nice, you know? And even if you're curious to see like, what what's your Mars sign, that could give you like much more information about how that presents itself, right? Because some people often come to readings being like, I've read about this, but I don't feel that. But there's so much more nuance that we can look through like, the ruling planet of Aries, where the house is, what sign it's in, if it has any aspects to any other planets. Like, I think astrology, it's really easy to believe or to like, could think that it's so generic based on like just the horoscopes like sun sign horoscopes mm -hmm. but it's so complex and it mirrors the complexity of the human experience so uh yeah know that it's very common for people to be like i don't i don't know if i feel that because there's so many other layers to consider well let's talk about love then like let's mm. talk about love like i know you're in love and mm. i and i think that you know your story is really unique in the sense of like you know what might for me, if I if I found someone that was like you know so like me, yeah, <laughs> you know I might be afraid of that because of like you know we tend to mirror, or, or you know what I mean? Like there's just like there's just something to be said about that. So like you know what what can we embrace more about finding our like our mates? Like you know in terms of our you know and not even going as far as birth charts, but I would highly recommend it because I'm like <laughs> I'm needing to like get over my fears here, people. Um, yeah. But like you know, but at the same time, like you know, like what has been your most like it's like I don't know I guess enlightening experience when it comes to finding it a life mate through all this oh my um so I want to like preface this by saying that astrology helped me like astrology came into my life when I was in the middle of leaving an abusive relationship um very like it came into my life like very unexpectedly and it helped me like claim my power it helped me see my patterns and my shadows and it helped me um, heal. And so to this day, I still use this. And what was your question? Oh, just exactly. love. love? Just, just like, you know, some people will, will, will like, again, resist, right? Like, I've noticed mm. that people just don't like, 
Okay, like, <clears throat> just to backtrack, just, you know, like sun science, you said, you know, that there's such the surface level. Mm -hmm. And that's all I stayed in for the majority of my astrology life. Okay. Like, just like I was born into it. My mom used to send me my horoscope. She still does every Aww, day. That's so, so like, awesome. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, that's the, that yeah. was, like, the extent of it up until, again, I got my birth, uh, my birth uh, time. But, like, I think that, you know, I used to be, like, ask my friends, even, like, when we were traveling when I was 19 years old, I'd be like, what's a sign? Yeah. Okay, like I was yeah. always saying, what's a sign? It's no, he's not meant for you. And then they get mad at me. My <laughs> friends would get mad at me. Like, I don't believe in that shit. That's horse dong, you know, like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, no, like, you're not compatible. Mm -hmm. But then now that you were talking mm -hmm. and about learning about more birth yeah. charts, right? Like, there's so much depth yeah. where it's like, even if you think you're not compatible because the magazine didn't say so, like, obviously, there's more to it. Yeah, I think that every sign is compatible in its own way. Okay. I think they could be challenges. Like, I'll, I'll take my, my relationship as an example. Phoenix and I have, like, like outstandingly similar birth charts. It's wild. It's like... <laughs> it's wild astrology. Yeah, it's like... And I purposely didn't look at... Like, I didn't ask for his birth time at first because I, I purposely just wanted to get to know him as a human before being like, let me look into your soul. <laughs> Let me see. Let me look at all your like dark secrets. Not, not exactly, but like, so it was really beautiful that we like just really sparked um, before even knowing our birth charts. And so we have a lot of Scorpio energy. And so it makes sense that we like that mirroring could be really powerful for us because we're Scorpio. So that reflection and the, the deep bonding and the healing together, like doing shadow work together is something that we do really well. But maybe for someone with like an Aries rising and Aquarius sun, like you want much more space and freedom and independence where I like want a merging of the souls and something that's like so deep and emotional. Um, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, let's say it was, it could also, if we weren't aware, let's say we were like less evolved version of ourselves, it could be really Intense. really intense and really dangerous even think yeah. of all that water energy and scorpios can be like really jealous and like Drown. drowning um and like vengeful and controlling and manipulative so it's also it, very sexual yeah very lustful. sexual yeah, yeah lustful so it's like it could not in in different situations if we weren't doing our inner healing work together it could also be really bad and quote-unquote bad or unhealthy yes so it depends i think on like the level of awareness and the willingness of each person's um for like transformation and healing together nice um because it hasn't it hasn't always been easy like we we work through a lot of challenges together and i think that's something so beautiful about our relationship is that we can do our inner we can transform together we can do our shadow work together and astrology is a tool that helps us for sure that's so cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Is there anything different in your charts? Yeah. I'm just curious. Yeah. I, know, I know we've talked about this before, but other people don't know this. But do you have differences? Yeah. Like, I have a Gemini moon. He has a Scorpio moon. Oh, okay. I have Libra and, and Venus, or Venus and Jupiter and Libra. He has Venus and Jupiter in Scorpio. He has a lot of Scorpio energy. <laughs> He's like, like all Scorpio. Yeah. I have, I have my Mars in Scorpio. He has his Mars in Sagittarius. So, yeah, there are some, like, differences for sure. That's like, cool. I was born two weeks before him. Um, but we were born at the same time of day, so we have the same rising sign, same house placements. It's like really, really wild. wild. So I think like, let's say it was a different situation where two people had like radically different charts. Like you could still work with that. 
That's like I'm, I'm like secretly in love with somebody. Okay. <laughs> Nobody has to know who it is, but it's been like forever that I've been in love Aww. with this person. But it's only because like this this feeling I get right, like mm. it's just like that that I feel I feel like he imprinted on me, like you know, like Twilight, like the wild okay. and all that stuff. But I never could explain why because we're so different. Mm. Like we're so different. And then when I like I don't know his his birth time, but I know his birthday. And then I look that up and like everything's opposite, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, it's like, but he's also a cusper, but it's like literally polar opposite. So it's yeah. like Aquarius, Pisces, Leo, mm-hmm. Virgo, you know, like everything's just like so different. And so it's challenging because like sometimes like as much as you want to mirror each other, you're just like literally like the yin and yang mm-hmm. Which, that don't have the same love language. We don't mm-hmm. have the same communication skills. We have different views on like spirituality, for example, mm. right? Yeah. So you can you can use that as like an advantage because there's the there's harmony through balancing opposing forces. But let's say you had like you knew what the needs of your um, like your moon sign was and what his moon sign was, then you can like express that. Also opposites. Yeah, also <laughs> opposites. But like, this is what I, know, I need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, growth happens through conflict. So it's yeah, like a, true. Yeah, so it's like a really good opportunity for growth in relationship. And I think there's like a misconception that like we have to do all of our healing work alone. But like I really believe and I've experienced this through my relationship with Phoenix is like like you can heal together, together if both people are willing to do the work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's really beautiful. Up. Yeah, cuz I'm like yeah, cuz I have been feeling like I have to do it all alone. I like this whole time you know, I've just been afraid of this person mm-hmm. and like not even able to speak half the time, you know, like just totally blocked in my heart, mm-hmm. like throat chakra because it's connected to our sacral. Mm-hmm. So all this sexual energy comes mm-hmm. up, you know, I don't even know what to do. And then it's like, yeah, I feel like I've like, but it's sparked my healing in the past mm-hmm. two years, like to Aww. grow as a human, even though I'm doing it alone. I have that person to thank no matter what happens in the future. Maybe that was his role. You know, maybe Ooh. I needed to finally face my truth after you know 25 years <laughs> which is like forever mm-hmm. it feels like to me you know but I think you know other like I've, I've had an ayahuasca experience okay and that came to me too is this person and like he was oh. his presence was there and it was very like apparently we've had this like multiple lives together where mm. we go through the same thing and we haven't learned our lessons yet okay no wonder he left an imprint on you does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, totally. Because it's a past life thing? Yeah. yeah. That only came through, like, in January when I had my experience with the plant medicine. So I was like, okay. So, like, because, like, nobody, like, there was no other energy around me mm. other than my dog. Because I think he's my spirit animal. Aww. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But anyways, that's cool. Because I'm like, it's just those are the things I think people need to know about you. Mm. And, like, because those are the things we go through in life. I think love is, like, the only real energy that's, like, really worth, like, I think mm. exploring in the sense of, like, either for ourselves mm-hmm. and tapping into our inner cycles or by reflecting mm. in another because we are, that's quantum physics, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm nothing without you. Oh, I, I, you are me, I am you. That's Pisces. <laughs> ah, that's so awesome. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't even plan that. But it's like the A and B don't come, like mm-hmm. C doesn't come without the A, B, right? So like we're, we're we are like these, like you said, it should mm. be evolutionary. We should allow, like when you say it's a once in a lifetime experience on April 12th, and like I've already like mentioned this to many people, like because I'm like there's this, there's like you know this is huge, this is huge, mm-hmm. and then the whole Pluto. Um, you also mentioned that in our previous talk before we started recording. It's like like what is Pluto? Like let's talk about the future. <laughs> <laughs> just That's a little like, bit way down the line <laughs> yeah well right pluto is the planet of transformation okay so anything it touches it transforms but it's often connected to like the unconscious 
and our shadows, oh, okay. but it can be deeply empowering. And so it's a planet of like power, passion, the underworld. It's, it's often considered like the Lord of the underworld. Okay. That's a- so, um, yeah, it, if you want to look at like a very powerful point in your chart, look at your Pluto sign. My Mars is conjunct Pluto. So it's fused in Pluto. So I have like my action principle is like really intense and really powerful. But there's a spectrum, right? It could be used in a really unhealthy way, Mm -hmm. in the shadow way, or it could be something that is like really inspiring. So it has the quality of the connection. It's a, it's a generational planet. So um, I think, I can't remember exactly how long, I think it's a period of 10 years it spends in each sign. So like the general influences of that generation will, will bring about that quality of transformation in the collective. So like I'm the generation of Pluto and Scorpio. So transformation through like deep emotional intelligence and sexuality and the taboos and the occult and the mysteries and also through like relationship, right? That kind of uh, the attachment to things. Mm. Yes. And so you can see that those themes actually being brought out right now, like (laughs) I could go into so much detail. Well, I think people need some insight like because of what we're dealing with. We're dealing with endings. We're dealing with a culmination Mm -hmm. of energies. We're dealing with an end of a serious cycle, Mm -hmm. like not only of like planetary, but just with COVID and everything going on in the world. Yeah. We're now entering like this new world order, they say, right? So I think like, yeah, I think it's important to like offer, you know, some insight, yeah. you know, with your knowledge because, you know, it might offer some hope, like, yeah, you know, oh yeah, but definitely. also might encourage like with the spicy Mars in you mm-hmm. because you are a trailblazer and you are showing leadership and you're not using it aggressively. You're just putting it out there. It's for what people want to do with the knowledge. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But like it's there <laughs> and like yeah. you're offering it. And so in like in a, you're giving it in small doses as well. Like you're not being you're not jumping ahead. Mm-hmm. You're not proclaiming, you know, like all this, you know, world mm-hmm. stuff. Like yeah. you're just saying, like, I'm tapping in daily. I'm living in the moment. Mm-hmm. And this is what I know. But this is what we can do right now to either mm-hmm. like work towards, you know, yeah. these like detachments. Right. Because yeah. I think it's something to be said about that yeah. word attachment. Like there's so many attachments. Yeah. So let's addictions gossip sex netflix you name it like we grip and grip and grip and grip and grip and grip you know just so that we don't go within and like and 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 actually like i don't know nurture Mm -hmm. what it is that we're attaching to like what is it that makes us attached to things like why don't we want to change why don't we want to grow why don't we want to be healthy Mm -hmm. you know what i mean because like there's that dichotomy is it safety yeah i think interest yeah like in order to like let go and to feel and to like surrender to change we have to feel safe yeah so you know i think we could like maybe talk about pluto some other time because uh, that's not a safe word well no, <laughs> no, no just I, just but I mean like it's just like opening a whole can yes. and like we we just went through like a really powerful pluto transit with like saturn jupiter pluto conjunction in capricorn over covid um which was like there's like, yeah, really intense, especially with like our governments and our institutions, and there's like the restrictions and the rules. Yeah. Um, and Jupiter touches everything. It like it expands it everything expands. it touches. But something what you're saying in terms of like being able to like let go and change and essentially it, it applies to this like this Pisces transit that we're okay. experiencing right now, which is like why I want to bring us to that and maybe talk about Pluto some okay. other time. So think about like why people resort to like addiction. And like why people go to escapism like that's really valid 
as a survival strategy when we look at the nervous system because sometimes we need solace from the pain that we feel mm-hmm. especially if we're thinking about like intergenerational trauma like based on what you your ancestors have been through like you carry that in your dna mm-hmm. so there's a reason why in certain populations there might be like a higher um uh, prevalence of like addiction mm-hmm. so in in terms of like navigating these times like consciously it's like first of all if you do have like a serious addiction um then it's like getting professional help is like really important yeah. but uh, i think something that we can do in everyday life it's like a healthy dose a, a healthy dose of detachment from the pain of the world is really important oh that's good right so it's like think about like what helps you connect to to love there you go yeah that's what, it yeah what helps you escape in it's a healthy a way yeah to, yeah it's so it's like sometimes we can like there's an illusion like Chiron and Aries like oh, that's right. Chiron yeah, and Aries were healing healer. the wounded he, like the wounded warrior and this illusion of separation so it's like what helps us connect to a sense of connection um, what helps us connect to source is what you said and like I think it's like ultimately like divine love yeah right Jupiter Neptune Neptune is the planet of spirituality and connects us to the sense of like divine love Jupiter expands that so sometimes we can have our addictions to feel that sense of euphoria and connection to something greater but I think like meditation is like a very simple tool that we can use to escape and have some sort of pause or solace from the realities of the world what do you think I just yeah you just basically made me go um like go grounding like grounding said, in nature like grounding like because what you just said is what I always feel is I want it like and I think it's because we were born within these these two like we you know for 79 for me like we went into this industrial res- like mm-hmm. uh, revolution um and c- capitalism technology mm-hmm. everything's been on the rise everything's been changing at exponential speeds like technology alone right and so like that is like brought us all up a little bit in terms of oh, like, yeah. the energy and like uncertainty and like also attachment to new things mm-hmm. right? like the digital age you know yeah. and not really living because we're living through other sources now like yeah. virtual reality for yeah. example yeah and so i think yeah i think we like i was like wow like there's just so much like coming at me like in terms of what you're saying and like what we need to do and I love that idea like for one love for sure and like connecting to source which is nature because that's the only thing mm-hmm. I find like calms me mm-hmm. like I'm absolutely like the, like me and the dog have to be in the forest luckily for him because like what if I didn't have him like what if I didn't mm-hmm. listen to that calling and like so that's something that is a ritual in my life because mm-hmm. of him right and so we both get that from that but you know some people don't realize how important that is mm-hmm. just to disconnect from disconnection like, healthy disconnection yeah like dissociation versus association you know mm-hmm. and and yeah so and then so Jupiter like when there's a conch like what do you call it a conjunction? conjunction so it's a fusion they come together in the same position okay so they're like basically like crossing each other yeah okay. within the backdrop of the constellation of Pisces oh so then they like their their functions work together okay yeah so that's so that's, a, that's the Neptune. yeah Jupiter is the planet of expansion it's huge yeah New- Neptune is the planet of spirituality so you blend the two and you have like expansion and spirituality but again we've talked about like a variety of how it can actually there's a spectrum this is not necessarily like roses and butterflies you could be in like deep illusion about things you could be super confused lost really ungrounded overwhelmed like the list goes on but ultimately like it's getting us to really expand in this connection to love is what i think fiercely 
like the courage to do that. So I mentioned meditation. Mm-hmm. Na- we mentioned nature, nature. art. Ugh. Yeah, art like anything that connects you to like imagination, Um, music, poetry, um, dance. I don't know if I said that already. Anything that helps us find a rhythm, okay, or helps us experience the present moment or consciousness. Because ultimately, Pisces is like consciousness experiencing itself. So it's like we think sometimes of Pisces as like you know, kind of like psychedelic experiences or like otherworldly experiences and it is that it connects us to something like greater than what our mind can quantify but ultimately it's like think about the experience you may have had this of like when you're so in like the yoga practice or you're so in a conversation that you're just like experiencing consciousness Mm -hmm. that's that's pisces and you don't necessarily need a psychedelic experience to to have that so I think it's like something that we can pay attention to these days is like what does make us feel ungrounded, what makes us feel overwhelmed, and like what are our tendencies to want to escape right Just reality. Yeah, reality. And for me, like a huge thing that has been affecting me is social media and use of technology. Mm-hmm. So I I'm really trying to take a step back as much as I can while running an online business. Is, it's really challenging. <laughs> but I think a lot of people are feeling yeah. that. Oh yeah, me too. I was seeing a pattern. I'm like, yes. yeah, because you want to be a part of the collective, yeah. right? And like and and like you said, as a business owner, like you're almost like into embracing that 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 way of life when like you're you're honestly not feeling it organically, mm-hmm. right? Like it's, At all. You're, you're and it's harder work. Mm-hmm. It's draining. Like, yeah, you know, like you're pulling and forcing yourself to be somewhere you're not. Which wanting to be and it's not really authentic you can't really be I try to be as transparent and as authentic as I can be and I think you mentioned that you see that but it's like really hard to be real yeah and then you compare yourself I actually wrote a blog recently about how like being a digital content creator is not glamorous no and there's a lot of shadows it's like an illusion yeah the illusion of social media it's like not real but we can feel like it's real and so I'm really trying to like detach myself from that. So that's a healthy mm. detachment because it doesn't make me feel good. Um, and I'm in a process of like dissolving this like enmeshment I've had with my identity on social media and being finding another way to connect with my community. Yeah. So that's where like my next steps are right now. Me too. Our, our, the founder of the university I'm a part of, he's like, Facebook is not a good place to do business. <laughs> like we're all like yes so they're helping us build new websites like, okay through the university so that it's all automated amazing i know and i'm like thank god he goes your website is your business card not your social media yeah. and i'm like thank you for saying that because i need that i need to hear that because you think that that's like because you know we take courses for example or you mm-hmm. know like we have influences or mentors in our lives that take this route but yeah it's not for everybody and I agree with you. So I'm with you on that one in terms of detachment, especially during the spring. So let's be leaders there. So like, thank you so much, mm-hmm. Alex. Like, this is like, I know we, <laughs> Alex and I have tried to get together for at least, I think, a whole season on this because I was like, I need you in my podcast. You're amazing. And uh, so I'm so glad she was able to meet me today and uh, just talk about like all the, the gifts that, that she has to offer. And I just want you to close out by telling us how to find you off mm-hmm. of social media. Like, tell us like maybe your website or mm-hmm your name the full name of your business because I actually didn't actually properly introduce you that way yeah I'm like wild Alex is here (laughs) she's wild yeah so you know in good old Aries fashion I have a lot of new projects happening so my business is wild astrology by Alex uh, so you can find my website at www.wildastrologybyalex.com and I actually just opened a membership it's called the astrology for self-care club 
Yeah, so it's for um, supporting your self-care journey and navigating the cycles of the universe. So it's really to gather people who love astrology, embodiment, and personal transformation. I'm really excited about that. We actually have our first virtual meetup on the Aries new moon, actually hours oh. before the Aries new moon. And this theme is like really... March 31st. Yeah. Yeah. So this the theme this month is really exploring like anger as medicine and the stress action cycle so like the sympathetic branch of the nervous system because of mars there's so much good there's going to be meditation yoga flows the full moon yoga flows and like way more so um check that out if you're interested i also just launched a podcast you did i did it's the wild astrology podcast so it's just a way of like i'm writing cosmic love letters every month so like highlights the transits every month with tips to navigate the cycles course from like a trauma aware perspective and like considering the nervous system and somatics um so yeah you can catch the airy season episode um and i'm i'm open for readings and astro coaching and i also have like courses but i am starting school in may i'm taking a master degree in counseling psychology um, to become a psychotherapist so i will have to like limit my availability but i'm so open to connecting so if people ever want to like message me or email me i'm like really really receptive to that amazing mm-hmm. oh cool well thank you so much again yeah, you're welcome thanks so much for for having me here we could talk about this for hours still. i know <laughs> i know i know you've just like made a dream come true for me because i'm just like i know i'm gonna be like oh in la la land now for a while and just like tying in all together and we'll be listening to this being like okay now i definitely need to i'm definitely gonna contact you for my birth chart i think i'm ready now okay. i don't think i was ready to see it yet like i was like you know because it's a part of the journey too right and like i think that if we know too much sometimes mm-hmm. we tend to like you said like even though we have our own choices to make in terms of our journeys i think this they can be influential yeah. and so i think i like i want to just be the dreamer and like have all the good news mm-hmm. told to me you know and i know it's not anything's bad but sometimes you know we do create our own like you said about our, using our imaginations and how we envision and manifest fest our lives mm-hmm. right and I think there's something to be said about finding a balance between allowing ourselves to go with the flow mm-hmm. but also being aware of the gifts and the in the you know in terms of our the, the, the first breath like you said I yeah. love that like that first breath determines it right and I think to me breathing is such a privilege so if we can tie that all together you know and understand like how lucky we are to be here right mm-hmm. now living this human experience because not everybody gets to do that mm-hmm. you know it's mm-hmm. like winning the lottery it's rarer actually so Oh, there's so much yeah. to be so much to follow up yeah. on so please do get in touch with Alex get in touch like either just like sign up to her email list get in, oh yeah get all into it you know get into mm-hmm. it but yeah we're, we're both in the, this whole like let's get off Instagram um, and Facebook as a form of like leadership because there's just a lot of you know saturation there and uh, I think that there's some really cool people like Alex out there in the world too that have these amazing niche markets to be filled up you know with like just a lot of love you know mm-hmm. like a lot of divine love and, and if you want to know more about yourself and your birthday and your birth chart but also about like you know tying into the cyclical motions of your inner mm-hmm. clock I think there's just yeah so, so much to be learned from Alex so I just want to say thank you one more last time and like I look forward to <laughs> getting my birth chart yeah. read for the first time in my life <laughs> even though I'm such a passionate person about astrology it was just again I had to wait for it to come in good timing so thank you and yeah. good luck with your studies thank you I'm and excited. also thank you to the listeners who made it all the way to this point yes <laughs> your time and energy is such a gift oh thank you I hope we'll be in touch soon Yes, thank you so much. All right, we're signing off. Bye-bye.